podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and NeuroGum and Mints, buddy. Hey, Chris, what's in your mouth, man? So, dude, I've actually got one of these NeuroMints in right now. I know you do, and you're all about these NeuroGum and Mints. Me too. I absolutely love it. I've turned on three friends to NeuroGum and Mints. They're completely addicted to the cinnamon mints. I'm not going to lie. I really like the cinnamon. I'm working on one of these peppermint ones right now. Hold on. Say cinnamon with the Nero gum and mints in your mouth. <laughs> cinnamon. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love this stuff. It was developed by former athletes training at the highest level who didn't want to take mysterious supplements or energy drinks while studying, training, or going out. Instead, they wanted something that was effective, that gave them this clean, balanced energy that could be taken anywhere, anytime. And Chris, I know you're a huge fan of Nero Gum and Mints. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. So I've been doing a lot of these, um, a lot of these charity events, especially because I've got my own nonprofit and everything. And I found myself, cause a lot of times during the evening, but I'm starting to slow down a little bit then. But when I, I can pop one of these in because everybody kind of talks really close at these events. So I got a little caffeine kick. So it, it picks me up a little bit. So I'm a little bit more alert and focused, but at the same time, I'm not worried about these people talking really close to me because my breath is amazing. <laughs> Look at you, man. Two for one. Go to trynerogum.com slash I needed that. That's trynerogum.com slash I needed that to enjoy calm, focus, and energy whenever you need it. We've got a link for you in the show notes, too. uh, In the show notes, too. Uh, Hey, take that man out of your mouth. Let's talk about better help for just a couple of minutes, Mm. man. Both of us have talked extensively about our own therapy journeys and the importance of this. And somebody said something to me yesterday that I thought was so powerful, dude. You ready for this? Yeah. For people who are struggling with anything in their life, I would tell them to go to therapy before I would tell them to do anything else. Yes, I agree. Um, 100%. I mean, unless unless they're struggling with a physical injury, you know, like then, then go to your doctor. But, but yeah, if, right. if you're struggling with anything as far as your emotions, your feelings, a thousand percent, just being able to talk through it, it, it is almost like triage, if you will, for your emotions. There you go, man. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash I needed that. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. It's 100% online. To get started, you just answer a couple of questions about your needs and preferences and therapy. And then like Chris said, you can go ahead and schedule online. If you're not vibing with somebody, you can select somebody different. But the the only important part is that you start. You get in here and you get going. So 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash I I needed that. That's better. Help com slash I needed that. Should we do a podcast, buddy? Yeah, dude. Let's go, man. I'm excited. I needed that. I'm down for that. I think that's cool. Well, Chris's podcast, I needed that, co-hosted by Matthew Blades, is available on all streaming platforms, everybody. Again, we're talking with Rachel from season five of my show. We tend to do that a lot with a ton of things is like try to pass on ownership. You know, I'm a confident, badass woman. That's what I say to myself. I just stop feeling like you anymore. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and being like, who is this chick? I am MIA and I I need to get myself back. Chris, good morning to you, brother. Good Monday morning, my friend. How are you doing? You know, I am slightly under the weather. If anybody's hearing like, that's what I feel like I sound like right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've just been battling allergies over the last couple of days and uh, wanting to make sure it wasn't anything more than that. I said, why don't we just record from our own places today and that way I don't infect you because you got too much going on right now. Dude, when you left me that voicemail this morning, I'm like, I don't want you over at my place. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want you anywhere near me, dude. Leave him there. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, oh man, yeah, it's, it's 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 the it's the season, right? Like my son brought it home, and then I got it, and then my wife got it. My son, my other, it's just like it's it's everywhere right now. So what are you gonna do? Oh, oh dude, it, it, do? it's blown through the my kid's school, the office. It's knocked out everybody. So it was really? it was your turn. I my I, turn. Hold on, I I don't I don't want to jinx myself, but I am like the last man standing. So I'm I'm looking for some wood to knock on. Hold on. <laughs> right 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 behind you. There we go. There it is. Yeah, right. they're right behind you, man. I'm, I'm good. I'm good for the rest of the season now. <laughs> well, listen, we are not only live on our Facebook and YouTube pages this morning, but we are here to record a podcast today that's uh, going to come out sometime just before the, the Christmas holiday. And uh, ideally here, we're going to jump into how to navigate the holidays from a food and exercise standpoint. And then I would love to present uh, a little bit of a... Of a I don't know, uh, a few thought starters on how you can navigate relationships that seemingly are difficult. Uh, and we, we all have these relatives that we don't necessarily jive with and find ourselves in places where we have to hang out with them over the holidays. And so, you know, what can you do? How can you navigate that so that you, you're not miserable? Because that man, I don't know about you, but that produces a lot of anxiety for people, right? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And, and especially in these times, there's so many topics that are so emotionally charged so i'm yeah. excited to talk to you about this because I'm, i want to ask you like how do you deal with that uncle who like their political views views are like so opposite of yours mm. <laughs> or they're all right and they can't wait to talk about it the whole time yeah but the thing is it's like it's it's a lose-lose situation nobody's gonna win this argument like when especially when it comes to i mean you throw out almost any topic on the news today and it's just like, yeah. and it immediately it like polarizes the entire room and then it's only downhill from there. So it's like, uh, how, what do you do? So I'm, I'm excited to dive in. All right, good. Andrea says, Hey guys, finally have a Monday free to spend with y'all. Cause I'm home sick as a dog. Me too. Hey. Andrea. Not sick as a dog, but I'm a little, I got allergies that are really, really kicking my ass right now. That's kind of the bottom line. Man, Andrew, you needed some wood to knock on right behind I me. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. Um, hey, real quick, before we jump in, a couple of podcasts that are out that I want to tell everybody about. Uh, the first one is the one that got dropped just today with this dude named Quinlan. I've got a little clip to show everybody, Chris. So stand by and here we go. Oh, and, and, you know, I live in um, Santa Monica now and I go to this gym where there's like, you know, everyone's just like um, amazing, amazing shape. And I, and my mindset still hasn't shifted where, you know, I'll go up and I'll, I'll talk to someone I'll be like, Oh man, like, you know, I just want to say like, you guys are like crushing it. Cause I think by the way, if, if anybody takes anything out of this call, if you go up to any person in the gym and you just say something nice to them, it will make their day no matter who the heck it is. And exactly. you will quickly gain a gym friend. So Quinlan's story, man, I w I loved it because you know me, dude. For me, that was my story. It was like this tall, skinny kid who could never gain weight. And here's Quinlan, man. Same thing. And he's jacked now. He's totally fit. He's exactly, I don't think he's exactly where he hopes he'll end up, but he's in a really good place. Yeah, no, he's, he's, what he's done with his body is phenomenal. But of course, how, how he trained his mind to get there step by step. But the really ironic thing about the conversation with Quinlan was that as we started to ask him about his story, you had just told me your story probably 20 minutes prior. And I was literally listening to your story on repeat. <laughs> I was looking at you and looking at him and looking at you and looking at him thinking, Wait a second, you guys, you literally walked parallel paths. You must have been a skinny kid growing up. Uh, well, I, I was, 
And then I wasn't actually, I was really, I was really tiny. And then I actually, you know, I, I went through a, a phase when I was, you know, I was really, I was always a really short kid and I'm a short adult, but, um, it's kind of interesting. Cause I, I kind of went through a little bit, a little bit of a pudgy phase. Um, the other clip that I want to play for everybody is, uh, we had Dr. Haver on Dr. Marie Claire Haver, who I have come to learn, bro. Every woman in my life loves her like Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. Oh, she, she's a, she's the rock star, like the authority on menopause. And it has been, I mean, just the feedback from, from the interview, you know, it's funny. I was, I was looking back at, uh, again, I, you know, this Matthew, I get an expression on my face. If I'm really enjoying an interview, I just I get this smitten smile. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. And I'm like, and I was like that through most, I mean, that was, that was probably one of the most action packed hours of our life. And it was just, it was, I was, we were drinking from the fire hose in trying to understand all things menopause, you know, all, yes. all the, the, the stages, the symptoms, the, the, the treatments, the lifestyle pillars, the hormone replacement therapy. I mean, she's got all the, she's got so many answers for women so that they don't have to suffer for the rest of their lives. And it's like, I left, I don't know about you, but I left the interview with so much hope for our sisters and our mothers and our friends. And it was like, wow, there is hope out there. There is, yeah. Here's a uh, clip of Dr. Haver on the podcast. Honest, I still have to have a, a conversation with myself when I look at a scale. You know, that, that, that number on the scale does not represent your health. And that I was so tied to that. I, I, I was under this impression that I was healthy because I weighed a certain thing, um, because I was considered to be thin and that I really did myself a disservice for 20 years, focusing on cardio and not picking up weights. Um, and that, that muscle mass would have served me so much better at this age and beyond, um, mm. than it would have. And that's something you've talked about a lot, Chris, is that idea of lifting weights and, and it really being the thing that sets us up for success later in life. That's they, so there, there is some really strong evidence that's tying um, muscle mass into staving off uh, cognitive age related cognitive decline. And that's actually where the conversation was going for anyone who's paying attention right now um, is that she was actually talking about just the benefits of that muscle mass, especially for women to build as much as you possibly can before you start to enter menopause, because as soon as your hormones drop, it's going to be very, very difficult. You're swimming upstream when it comes to trying to develop muscle. But that muscle really is, I mean, and I'm going to say it, Mike, it, and she agrees, like it, it's almost like a fountain of youth and it, 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 it does so much for your overall health. And so you see all these ladies and everyone's doing cardio, trying to be skinny, but at the same time, it's that muscle mass that is going to improve, increase, and then, and improve and maintain a quality of life well into the older years, which, I mean, she was talking about the average age, age of menopause is 51. You're only halfway there. <laughs> Yeah, it's like right, you got right. you play your cards right. You got fifty years left. You know, That's maybe right. thirty to thirty-five to forty years, but still. Anyway, it was a fascinating conversation. Yeah, it's great, man. And I, I just, I implore every single dude, every single man, every single boy, every single whatever you want to call yourself, uh, to listen to this podcast because we kind of hit it from this angle of two dudes trying to understand menopause better. And by doing that, I think we were able to help other guys understand what our wives, sisters, moms all are going through 
And then also this idea of how we might be better for them in that space. And I don't know about you, Chris, but like when I come to understand something, I'm generally a lot more compassionate and empathetic toward the people that are experiencing it, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I felt the, the same way. So, and again, boy, she, she certainly... She certainly gave us plenty of knowledge and understanding around it. Um, and I, as, as far as that goes, what has been the other feedback that you've gotten like from your wife and your friends and all, all the other ladies in your life who've, who listened to it? Yeah, it's the, it's the first podcast of ours my wife has actually consumed, I think. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but <laughs> she, she, what, I guess she uses Dr. Haver's method, attack, plan of attack, call it what you want. And I have noticed this that and my wife wasn't somebody who I would deem overweight at all, but she has lost seemingly lost a little bit of weight and I and she owes or she attributes it rather to uh, Dr. Haber and some of the stuff wow. that she did. Yeah, Joni Long, who's the wife of the musician Blaine Long, she uh, same thing. She attributes to some of her weight loss to starting to key into what's going on with uh, herself and her body thanks to Dr. Haber. And um, uh, yeah, so I don't, I, the feedback that I have is just all glowing, all positive. Everybody who's listened to it has been like, holy crap, that changed the game for me. So there you go. Yeah, well, absolutely. You you did a great job though of also like bringing around to what guys can do to help support the women in their life, you know, through this process. And, and so, I mean, first of all, it was clearly greatly appreciated by Dr. Haver. Have you gotten any feedback from guys? No. But I didn't expect to. <laughs> I, I haven't. I haven't either. I haven't either. Uh, but let me no, tell you, no dude's gonna call you up and be like, "Man, that that episode on menopause was just <laughs> incredible, man." Yeah. Thank you and Chris so much for doing dude. that, man. I understand perimenopause so yes, much better. Right, not happening. All my gym bros just started hitting me up. They're like, "Dude, that was amazing." No. Yeah, right. right, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm kidding. But, I'm curling right now. Great podcast, Chris. <laughs> yeah, not right. happening. Not happening. However, the majority of my female friends, they hit me up. You better believe it. And they're just like, Two that thumbs was up. incredible. So if yeah. you haven't listened, you have to. It's probably one of the best hours you can spend just trying to take in as much as you possibly can because of its long-term impact on the quality of your life. If you're a woman and if you're a man. Yeah. Very necessary. All right, man. Well, listen, let's jump into uh, the intention today, which is to help people navigate the holidays. I know you want to talk about food and exercise around the holidays. I'll give a little bit of a blip and one tip on how you can navigate your crazy ass uncle who won't shut up about this, that, and the other thing. Let's jump down that lane, man. For, I was saying before we jumped uh, on and started recording today that the the holidays can be a real slippery slope for people because, you know, there's, there's more food, there's more cookies, there's, you know, everybody's baking and making things and sure. all of the festivities are centered around food. And so if you're like on a, a mission right now, and if you're on a path where you're trying to e either cut pounds or just start to eat healthier, this is a really challenging time of the year to do it. So how do you propose people navigate that? A really good question. And, and actually my approach has been pretty similar for the last few years. Um, if you just look at the statistics, the average American will gain one to two pounds. I think that the average is about a pound of weight gain during the holiday season, which doesn't seem like much, but here's the catch on this is that the, the average American does not lose that pound after the new year. And so most people will gain a pound each holiday season on average and then the next holiday season that comes around, they'll gain a pound. 
and then the next holiday season. But um, some some folks they'll gain a little bit more. Some folks they don't they don't gain at all. They and they'll stay on track. However, that is not the majority. Here's my biggest. My, my uh, probably one of my bigger tips for people that are trying they're on that are on a weight loss wellness journey is that I always suggest that they not focus on weight loss during the holidays but just to maintain it you know it, it again it can be tricky and it's really all about how you're going to navigate it yourself you know yourself best and so if you have a tendency to hit that buffet table and you just don't leave and you just start smashing food yeah like I said prepare in advance put down a little bit of food in the car so that you know and it's going to be good food that you know it's going to nourish your body. Here's another really good tip that I've actually used at parties. And um, it's funny because of the folks that I've, I've worked with over the years, we coined a term called glassing. Glassing. glassing? You, can, you can see my air quotes here, glassing. Glassing. Okay. So here's what, here's what you do. Hit the buffet table, enjoy a little something, but as soon as you can, get something in your hand, like, like a diet beverage or something and just carry that with you throughout the party. So glassing is just, it's simply the act of holding a glass or, you know, a cup of some sort of liquid beverage in your hand and you can just walk around and you just, just constantly sip on it. Preferably not an alcoholic beverage because that's certainly not going to send you in the right direction, but just something maybe carbonated, um, low calorie, low sugar, et cetera, and just constantly sip on that. It's probably one of the best things you could do to keep your hands busy and kind of look like you're busy doing something so that you're not constantly snacking. So that's, that's actually been a really powerful tool for a lot of our peeps. And the moment they walk in the door, they grab a glass of something and they just keep that sucker full. They, they keep that glass full and they're always sipping on something. I love that. The other yeah. thing that I, I, and you can, you're the expert. So if I say this and it sucks, you tell me. But I think the one thing that we tend not to do around the holidays too is we move less. And so, you know, I like my, my extended family on my in laws' side, like we're, they're a pretty active group of people. So we go on hikes, we go on walks every day. Like uh, we're leaving for Palm Springs tomorrow for the Thanksgiving holiday. I can guarantee you everybody's going to be walking, running, hiking, golfing, doing something like that. And so I wonder if people could, and this is actually one of the relationship tools that I offer folks when it comes to having these hard conversations and dealing with difficult people too. It's like put an activity in front of everybody. Yeah. And then there's less time to talk about who's in the White House, what's happening in uh, overseas, yes. what's the latest financial thing. You know, if, if you're doing something, if there's an activity in front of everybody's face, you, there's a lot less time for people to jump down those those spaces. So Yeah, absolutely. And, and when it comes to activity during the holidays, you can't go wrong with just walks. Walks as a group, and especially if you can start to center those walks before or after a meal, especially like a walk after a meal is wonderful for just to aid with digestion as well. And so, yeah, you get, a, again, you, you get everybody outside, you get them all walking together. And a lot of times, yeah, conversation seems to be a little bit more um, amicable when and everyone, yeah. and upbeat when people are moving together. And so really, I think like prioritizing those family walks after meals is phenomenal. There's actually, there's a really cool study done about teaching people how to walk after meals. And it was, it was actually a study that was, they were trying to determine how long it takes for people to develop a habit. But it was, what was unique about the study though, is that, you know, the whole 21 days to form a habit, yeah. they, they actually found it was 90. Well, here's the thing. It, th there was the, the saying was 21 days to, to form a habit. They kind of found with the whole after the meal walking thing, it took some people 18 days to establish a habit and other people up to 254 days. And so, but by the way, 
Walking after meal, 254. 250. Maybe it's 253 or 254. I'm wow. probably getting one of the numbers wrong. It's almost a year, dude. It's a wide window. But at the same time, it's like this could be a really great opportunity to establish a, a longer term, a really beneficial long term habit, not just for you, but also for your family as well. Start walking because this is not something we should just do during the holidays. I mean, it's just good for us, period. The more right. steps we're putting in, man, again, all the literature that's coming out around simply moving, not even how fast you're walking, just steps alone. There, the benefits are just wide reaching. I mean, to the point of like actually reducing all cause mortality. The more steps you do between 4,400 and 7,500, that's like the magic window. And the more steps you do, man, they just greatly over. It, they they improve your overall quality of life. So it's a, it's a great place to start. One other tip really quick though, when it yeah, comes for, for anyone who's really kind of gangster about staying like fit, it's maybe gangster tip. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. This is like when it comes to building muscle during the holidays. Cause here's the thing for anyone who's going, I mean, kind of coming off the whole conversation with Dr. Mary Claire Haver about the benefits of building muscle um, during the holidays is a beautiful time because most people are not at a calorie deficit. You're going to be in a slight surplus. Check this out. If you're at a calorie surplus and you are resistance training, guess where a lot of those surplus calories go? They're going to go toward protein synthesis, toward the development of muscle. And so if for anyone who's, who's really interested in getting ahead and almost like getting a head start on the new year, if they're interested in say losing weight in the new year, but what a beautiful two months to actually to, to feed your muscles and grow muscle during this time. And so that's the way of, I've always looked at the holidays and a lot of my, you know, the gym buddies, if you will, but I, I would love to start to normalize this for all people to think what a great time to resistance train and then because of the calorie surplus with resistance training, your body's going to start developing more muscle. So if you're going to gain one or two pounds during the holidays, why not pack on some muscle? It's going to increase your metabolic rate. Um, and obviously we talked about all the, the long-term benefits of, of truth. again, right, Pete, dude, you're right there with me. So here's the thing, dude, get in there, start doing some push-ups and some squats and some sit-ups and some bicep curls and some lateral del raises and start carving up your body. You know, think about the, the areas of your body that you want to improve. Attack the, and of course, attack the entire body, but now's the time to really get into it. And, uh, and then when you do have, the, you go back for the seconds on the turkey or the pumpkin pie or whatever, you're not feeling as guilty because you're thinking, man, I'm, I'm going to be packing on a little bit extra muscle here. Now, of course, it all comes with moderation. You don't want to be smashing too many you know, calories in surplus. But nevertheless, it's a really good opportunity. And then come the new year when a lot of people will then turn around and create a calorie deficit you've jacked your metabolic rate through the roof. You are sitting pretty to create a, a, just a slight calorie deficit and start experiencing some phenomenal results for your fat loss. I love so, this idea, man, because you're almost setting yourself up for new year's success. You are. That's, and that, that, that's the beauty of it. And, and it's, you're like strategically, we're going to use some strategery here. Remember when George yeah. Bush said that? Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> We're going to use a little, a little, a little bodybuilding, old yeah. school bodybuilding strategery here. But yes, it is, it is actually a beautiful strategy to approach the holiday season. And again, you're coming into it, maximizing just the nature of the beast with the holiday seasons and the calorie surplus, and then preparing yourself for that switch over into the new year. You have some fun with it.
Love it, man. Yeah. Good for you. Such great advice. Hopefully everybody keys in. Use it. It's like we always say, find the thing that works for you and then and then do it. And then make it a habit and keep the promise to yourself and uh, you should be good. Anything yeah. else you want to add there? I'll move on to these relationship questions and conundrums that everybody has. You know, I... I, I... I think sometimes just three tips is is more than enough for a lot of folks, <laughs> and so I, I say I we'll, we'll leave it at that because sometimes you know you start throwing out too many things, it just gets overwhelming. So so think about that. Plan, prioritize, especially if you're going to be going to the, like these these parties, stressful situations. When you walk in the door, glassing, grab a glass, start sipping on low or no calorie beverage, and then if you are going to be consuming surplus of calories. You can always plan in advance for that. Start doing resistance training now. Grow some muscle during the holiday season so it's going to put you in a beautiful place as you switch over into a, a calorie deficit for the new year. So there Good you go. Stuff. Love it, man. All right. We know a lot of people have to deal with difficult folks over the holidays, maybe people that you don't typically spend a lot of time with. And now you find yourself in a room with them and you have to hang out with them and you're like, I don't love anything that comes out of their mouth. I don't like anything they talk about. <laughs> Uh, if they weren't my family member, I don't even know that I would hang out with these people. And for uh, for a ton of people, that's going to produce a lot of anxiety, which you know is going to contribute to potentially more eating, right? More more food to, to sort of numb that feeling a little bit. And, and I'll, I'll sort of stay in your lane, which is three quick tips for everybody to navigate difficult conversations around the holiday. And I already gave you number one, and you and I both share this, which is plan an activity. It's critical. When you get around to family members that you don't really care about, I mean, a lot of people do this just with a football game, right? Just having the game on allows you and everybody else in that room to be talking about something different than what's going on. Yes. And, and so plan a hall, uh, an activity is, is number one. Here's my second biggest tip. And, and this one takes a little bit of work, but it's really easy to do now because of social media. So when I was on the radio for 27 years, you can imagine, Chris, that I had to talk to thousands of people that I didn't necessarily get along with or agree with or any of that stuff, right? Right, of course. So the one thing that I picked up in the training on the radio is to prep for my conversations. And, and you know, we still do it for like the podcast and, you know, radio shows and TV shows and stuff like that, where you, you prep ahead of time so that you kind of know what you want to do when you get there. These conversations are no different. I tell people all the time to just go ahead and prep for the conversation. So what do I mean by that? Let's just uh, let's just take like Uncle Joe, right? Uncle Joe, he's he's a little wild. His views are all over the place. None of them jive with you and your family. And you're like, I I, I know I'm gonna have to see him on Christmas, and all he's gonna want to talk about is is this stuff right here. <laughs> so what I'm asking people to do is to prep for that conversation by going to Joe's social media. Let's assume that he has something, or you know enough about his life, or you know what he's into, what he loves, what he doesn't, and those types of things. And try to find the things that he's been doing recently that you can latch on to just a little bit. Maybe yeah. he went on a vacation to Florida. Maybe he uh, you know, met somebody and took a picture with them. Maybe he had a sporting event or a concert, or he's, he's done something that isn't about the thing that you know he wants to talk about the whole time. And, and if there's anything that you need to know about people, it's that they love talking about themselves. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes, dude, that is brilliant. I'm loving where this is going. And so what you want to do with folks is like, okay, so then Uncle Joe comes over and Uncle Joe's like, oh man, you see the news last night? You're like, I didn't see the news, but I saw you and your wife were at the Garth Brooks concert. Okay. 
<laughs> De- we've derailed Joe. Joe's going to, he's like, in his head, he's going to be like, I don't know what to do with this, but he's going to, you're going to divert him to where you want him to go. Yes. And and the moment he's done, be ready with the second one. Oh yeah, I saw you guys also took a hike. Tell me about that. Now, are you going to still have to listen to Uncle Joe tell you some stories? Yes. But it's not going to be about the thing that produces so much anxiety. And let me just put this out there. You all might find some common ground and yeah. you might find some ways where you connect. So prep for your conversations, figure out ahead of time what you wanna talk about. And then the last piece of that thing is you gotta be the director, okay? Joe doesn't get to lead the conversation, you lead the conversation. And if it gets to a place that you absolutely don't wanna be in, go to the bathroom, excuse yourself and leave the room, okay? Dude, I love that. Questions on that? Um, No, I, I, dude, I, I, I think, I think it's brilliant. I'm absolutely going to do that actually. So steal it. Yes, I'm going to. That is so Makes good. And, and here's the best part. Joe doesn't feel like you brushed him off because you've already engaged with Joe for 15 minutes to 20 minutes before you hit the restroom. So it's not like he just starts piping off and you leave, but you can right. engage with him. But by the way, Joe loves you that much more because you're right. People do love to talk about themselves. Yeah. And it's so incredible. Yeah. And so he feels that much more, more of a connection because you're actually interested in what Joe's doing. Dude, I think that's so smart. And it's easy. It's just such an yeah. easy thing to do. So, yeah. And the third tip is a little harder and comes with some uncomfortable moments from time to time. But it's a simple expression of, did you mean for that to hurt me? Okay. And there's a few different ways to say that. So maybe Joe comes in and Joe offers some comment about you, your family, your wife, you know, something that's going on. And, and, and you, you know, he's making a dick, you, you know, he's trying yeah. to stir up the pot a little bit. One of the most powerful things that you can do is just look back at Joe and just be like, Joe, that was hurtful. Did you mean to hurt me like that? Mm. Watch mm. what happens to Joe's face. Right. And don't fill the space. Do not fill the space. Joe, did you mean to for that comment to be so hurtful? Mm. Mm-hmm. What's Joe going to do, Chris? Well, he's immediate. Well, first of all, it, it, it spotlights him as the aggressor. And so he's going to quickly back down and he's going to say, no, 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 no. And he's going to quickly start backtracking. And once he starts backtracking, he's not going to want any part of that conversation because there's an audience. Amen, and brother. So he, he's going to leave you alone. That's it. Dude, That's I it. Love you that. and and it's not mean. It's just like, oh, damn, that was hurtful. Did you mean to hurt mm-hmm. me like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're just gonna see the computer is gonna blank out, right? But right. it's such an easy thing to do, and it creates a nice little boundary around what Joe's allowed to talk to you and how Joe's allowed to talk to you. Yes, I really like that. Three tips. Activity wow. prep for the conversation. Did you mean for that to be hurtful? Just three simple, easy things you can do to navigate tough people. I like that. I like that. Can I share something really quick? I, it, just this that last tip, it brought something back in my memory. I saw a clip about a way to um, approach a situation with somebody that seems incorrigible about trying to force their their thought process on you. And uh, mind if I share it really quick? God, I love it, man. We'll it, wrap up this way for sure. Yeah, it was, it, it seemed, when, and the thing is like, when I heard it, I kind of tried it on of what that would be like in a conversation. I thought, wow, this is really good. 
Um, this is it's a brilliant woman, and she was saying if if you find yourself in a conversation with someone that just doesn't seem to want to budge, um, and it's not like you're trying to force it on them, one of the best things you can do is ask them, is there anything that I could do or say on this topic that would change your mind on it? And just leave it at that. It's like, is, is there anything that I could do or say that could possibly change your mind on the subject? Because if it puts the, the ball right in their court and if they say, yes, what is that thing? And then if they say no, then you know there's no conversation to be had in the first place. This is just you trying to push your agenda. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's such that's, a great piece of advice. And you're not you're not taking sides. You're not pushing anything. You're just saying, where do you, you're asking them, where, where do, before we even go any further here, where do you stand on this? And it's like, and and what what is it that could change your mind on this? You know? Love it. So. Keanu Reeves had a post the other day. He's like, I'm in a stage in my life where I don't argue with people anymore. If they come up to me and they say one plus one is five, I say, you're right. Have a great day. Yeah. I just don't have the time to deal with people anymore who just want to push it down your throat. And I think we're all kind of getting to that point. Boy, no kidding, man. I right? wish I had these. I wish I had these skill these, these skills 20 years ago. They would have. Oh. Oh, think about all the time and energy it would have saved. Amazing. I know. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, guys, we're going to wrap up for the day. Thank you for joining us on the live. Thank you for joining us on the I Needed That podcast. We certainly hope everybody has a super awesome holiday season. And now you've got some tips, right? Now you got the food tips. You got the conversation tips. You got you get. You have a little bit of, you got tools. That's what you've got. Yes. Let's go. Happy holidays, my friends. And again, Take what works for you, leave what doesn't. But if anything, I hope you're able to glean just one or two little gold nuggets from this conversation that you can apply during <laughs> your hopefully not so stressful holiday season. There it is, man. All right, Chris, brother, have a great day, man. Thank you. You as well, my man. All right. See, see you, everybody, ya. next time. Bye-bye, guys.